Welcome to Inspiration to Creation. If you're feeling a little bit directionless in creating an authentic life or business for yourself, or maybe you're just in need of a little more purpose in your days, then you've come to the perfect place. Together, we'll hear from special guests, share stories and strategies to help us lead a more purpose-led life. The journey from inspiration to creation is powered by purpose, and I'm so happy that you're here today to start that journey. Welcome back, friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I've been a little bit MIA because I haven't been well, but I'm feeling a lot more myself now, and I just could not help but press record today on this potty because I really wanted to share a theory with you. And this theory has really helped me over the last 10 months when I first discovered it because it's something that I was going through this journey and feeling this to my core, but it's very validating to see that researchers have actually gone out, done the research, gathered information and created a theory to, I suppose, validate the experience that I've been going through. And I hope that it may help some of you guys too on your current journey. So this theory is called Coming Home, A Journey Back to the Authentic Self, and it's by Emily Cashwell from Saybrook University. And essentially, this theory is broken up into three parts over our life journey. The first being when we're young and we're being our most authentic self before we venture into conditioning and people-pleasing, essentially, to which changes our makeup and our identity. And then thirdly, the third chapter is when we have a form of awakening. I call it an awakening when we start to realize, huh, I have been conditioned and this is not my authentic self. And it's a time where you potentially question who the hell you are, who your authentic self really is, and then start the journey back to your authentic self. So they're the three stages of the theory. And I'd like to dive a little bit deeper with you because I have found this so very helpful for myself, as I say, because we know that there is this tendency in personal development. And as you start gaining more self-awareness, that you tend to start heading back or uncovering more of your childlike self, who you were as a child. And you try and uncover that and essentially be more like her. And I find it really interesting to consider the conditions and the influences that divert us, that take us off course and take us away from that authenticity and the point in time where we have an awakening that then diverts us back to searching for that authenticity again. It's almost like one big loop. So when we're talking about the authentic self, it's when we're born to about age seven, where we kind of just give no fucks about what other people think of us, whether we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. We're like, eh, whatever, we'll just keep being us. It's a time of exploration. We're pushing boundaries. We're trying to understand exactly what we can and what we can't get away with based on how people react to us, whether it be our parents or at school or outside influences. We push boundaries. You know, we 
pull funny faces at strangers that we don't know just to see like what's going to happen. I don't know. We do crazy things and jump off tall things that give our parents heart attacks and that then their response lets us know, oh, okay, like that seems to really scare mum. I don't think I should do that behavior anymore. So our authentic self is when we're in this period of exploration, being our authentic self, letting our true self shine our inner most values and our our most innate self, our like true nature is really brought out and it really shines during that period. And of course, as adults, I don't think that it is any of our intention to diminish people's authenticity, to put a lid on the children in our life, to change them and morph them into diverting away from their authentic self but it's just what happens that is just life we start to learn how people react to our behavior and then we start to morph so this is when we start the next phase which is the phase of conditioning when we start to morph into different versions of ourselves, we realize that, oh, okay, when I'm at school and I do that thing that's okay at home, like mum and dad and my siblings don't seem to care when I'm really like loud and crazy and obnoxious. But at school, there's no one, there's no friendship group at school that really appreciates that. So at school, I'm not going to do that. I will morph into a different version of myself. I will form a new identity at school and then you may form another identity with a certain teacher that they oh, they have indicated to me that they particularly like when I behave in this way. They particularly like when I show this result. And so we morph again and then we morph again at home and then we morph again um, in social occasions and then continuously throughout our life we continue to be influenced socially environmentally culturally and we take on those outside influences and we reinvent ourselves and mold ourselves into the version of ourselves that we think we should be this is really our should era At least that's how I identify it. This period in my life has definitely been my should error and it has been my should error. I put in inverted commas more so since I was probably about age 20, maybe 20, let's say around 20 to around 27. I had a real big should error thinking that I should behave in a certain way so that I can get certain jobs, so that I can get approval from certain people, so that I can continue to grow and improve. And I think I even say improve with inverted commas because with every should that I was taking on, that I should talk in this manner, I should dress like this, I should talk like that, Every should that I took on just took me further and further away from my authentic self. And that is really what conditioning does. We 
become conditioned. I would think that there is nobody out there who hasn't suffered from conditioning. It is based on your outside influences and what you personally take on. Sometimes people take on more than others. They take on more of the shoulds than other people do. Some people can stand their ground more so and definitely more so that I have been able to with my past self. But I'd like to think that my future self does a lot less shoulds and stands my ground firmly on my values and my authentic self. This is where we come to the point of self-discovery, where we start the process of returning back to our authentic self. And I call this period when we shift from the conditioning to the journey back to our authentic self. I call that an awakening because it's as if one day you just wake up and think, huh, who have I done all this for? There's generally achievements that you've made, goals that you've ticked off and you think that with those goals and milestones that you've achieved because you thought, again, you should, you consider that once you get there, the fulfillment will come, you will have life satisfaction but the truth of it is that doesn't come because it is actually not aligned to your authentic self. So you're doing all of these things, ticking all these things off, achieving all these goals for other people. I mean, they don't know that you're doing it for them and it's unlikely that you even know that you're doing it for them. It's not until you get the achievement and tick it off, stand at the top of the mountain and look around thinking, who the fuck did I do this for? Because I didn't do it for me. That is the period of awakening. And once you have that period of awakening, it's then a deep dive into a lot of introspection and self-discovery to really unlearn a lot of the conditioning that we've been learned, that we have learned, and rediscover our authentic selves, who we are to our core, what is our nature, what is our makeup, our values, and how we can truly authentically align to those values because authenticity to its core is all about aligning to your personal values and behaving in a way that resonates with you instead of aligning to the values of other people and behaving in ways that resonate with outside influences. It's a period to really reconnect with yourself and understand who you are authenticity who you are authentically to your core. And this is a period that I see as being never ending. I believe that this is a practice. This is a practice on the journey to our most authentic self, on a journey to self-awareness that we will never get there. We're never going to cross the finish line. It's very much like when we go to the gym. We go to the gym daily, weekly, however often it is, because we know that it's beneficial for our physical and our mental health. It's a practice. We continue to practice. If we get to lift a certain weight, we then start getting heavier to lift the next weight. We're never actually going to win at the gym. There's never a finish line. This is very much the same with our practice of self-awareness. We never get to the finish line. You don't ever win at being self-aware. You never win at being authentically yourself. It's a continued journey throughout your lifespan. And if it was something that we could win at, I believe it would come back to that feeling of lack once we achieved it, once we crossed the finish line and won at self-awareness, what would come with 
with that would be the feeling of lack because we'd done it. There would be that lack of fulfillment again. Whereas the notion that this is a practice, a continued journey, a never ending journey gives us the opportunity to just continue to level up and level up. It's like a video game that we're continuing to level up because with each new door that opens, new challenges present itself. So I hope that this theory has been as helpful to you as it was to me when I discovered the theory of coming home because it does feel like a full circle moment. I'm trying to tap into my childlike self and understand who she was, who little Claire was to inform who big Claire is. I can't wait to connect with you again really soon. Have a beautiful day. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Inspiration to Creation. If you've enjoyed this episode, please come and connect with me on Instagram at Amilla Studio or in our Facebook discussion group. Just search Inspiration to Creation podcast. This is an independent podcast and I'm so appreciative of your time and support. If you could follow this podcast on the platform that you're listening to this episode on or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'd be forever grateful. It helps so, so much to spread the word about purpose. Thanks again. Bye. This podcast is created for educational and entertainment purposes only and not intended as a substitute for seeking professional help.